Blog Talk Radio. YPA Entertainment Radio live here on Blog Talk. Thanks for joining me live today. Uh, hope you're enjoying your July 4th Independence Day. Shut up, Nicole. Um, speaking of which, I like to bring in. Oh, Lord, help us all for the next two hours. My sister from another Mister, the militant from Texas, the lovely Nicole. Thank you for your kind introduction. I'm not militant. I'm just strong in my beliefs. Hello, everybody. Why are you talking so? Because that's who I am, Kyle. I am a gentle flower. And, um, you know, my strength is in my beliefs. And I just wanted to say about the force. We're going to get into it. Uh, We got a lot of stuff we're going to get into. Rude. I'm calling your mom rude. <laughs> oh my god! Like really? No, we don't have we have two hours, not five, for you to go in describing yourself. Oh lord! So this is Nicole. Get used to her voice because we are having a spinoff podcast, similar to this but different. There won't be any music, but yet it, it's engaging. You guys can interact with us. There's going to be topics across the board, uh, two to three-minute discussions on everything, political, sci-fi, entertainment, so forth and so on. That's coming soon. Uh, once we get a name, we'll let you know. We're working on that. But this is the spinoff podcast, and this is we'll, that will be our show together. Uh, so that's coming soon to a podcast platform near you. Oh, and... You will see us. Ooh. So that could be awesome also. We'll be back. We'll be on camera. Now, it's July 4th, first Sunday in the month of July. Now, I'm not talking about the holiday itself, so everybody just relax. Meaning that with, with the, being a new month, it's a new music playlist for July. And I believe, I think, no. I've done a great job because I have a little bit of everything. I got some jazz. I got some gospel. Cousin Tony from D.C. got some go-go music. Got a little bit of everything. And I think you guys will like this month of July. It's, it's very good. Very good. Um, and like I said, each and every month we have a new uh, music playlist. And 
I said last week I would make an announcement today um, for the Spotlight playlist, our second one, which is New York, New York, Volume 1. That will be in the month of September to start off my Season 11, um, my 11th year doing the show. I'll do the Spotlight New York because it was started in New York. I love New York. We both love New York. And I figured what way to start off my 11th year by giving homage to my second home. I said the word right, Nicole? Homage? Homage? Are you there? Yes. Nicole? Did I say it right? Yes, I said you said it right. I'm being quiet. You get on my case when I talk. I'm telling your mom you're being mean to me. This is not going to last past the first five minutes of this show because you're already irking me. <laughs> Ask you a question <laughs> and you're just sitting there. Quiet. Putting a front on everybody. You all know you You've been on here before. Gentle. So flower, okay? that will be in the month of September. <laughs> My eleventh year. So the spotlight playlist will be New York, New York, Volume One, Volume One, in September to start it all off and. uh Got a few other surprises outside the spinoff that Nicole and I are working on and all that good stuff for you guys, For not for this show, but for the other show also. Now, let's get started. The news, the big news this week is Bill Cosby was released from prison. A lot of people were for it, and a whole lot of people were against it. Uh, I'm going to get Nicole's opinion first, and I'll give you mine and, and so forth. Um this is like has the world has it like the country the world uh head spinning everyone is is a lot of people angry towards pick forks and torches or you know around this house and, and protesting in the whole nine and there's some that are for it and those who are for it are being crucified and getting tore down because of their personal opinion uh for being on his side so to speak what is your opinion about this whole situation? Well, um, so his release, let me just get into the slight legal stuff just really quick. Uh, from what I understand, what I read, it was because when they were in the last trial, um, the previous attorney had made a deal that he actually wouldn't have to serve uh, jail time. And somehow mm. that information got buried and oh. he got sentenced and went to jail. So I don't know how that can happen because I bet you if he was another complexion, it wouldn't have happened. But this is that's mm-hmm. one side. The other side is he admitted to um, some of those, uh, the things that he was accused of. And then some of the women also mm-hmm. said, yeah, I went willingly. Yes, I took drugs and yes, I did whatever. That doesn't mean that they should be taken advantage of. Um, and that's wrong, 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. The other side of that argument, which the people who are backing him up are like, well, look, this was back in the day where everything was fast and loose and people were taking quaaludes and doing all that. And some of these women went to his house multiple times. So if you had a question that you might have been assaulted or something happened that you were down with, why would you keep going back? You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of, you know, some of those things. So I feel like some of the women that have accused him, they may not be 100% on the up and up, or it may be mm-hmm. that just after years they um, 
you know, looked at it a different way and, and feel differently. And then there's some women from way back mm-hmm. who have said, look, this is what happened. So I feel it's unfortunate for the women who were fighting for justice for themselves, at least for, you know, the history of it to be known. Um, Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, because of our legal system, if there was already a pre-existing agreement or some type of legal statute that, you know, the lawyers, the attorneys and the judge agreed to, then uh, that he wouldn't have to serve jail time, then they actually did wrong by putting him in jail. But then the question is, why would you make a deal like that if you feel like this person is guilty? And I say mm-hmm. that across the board for all of the the men and women that have assaulted people or have allegations, if it proves to be that, yeah, it happened, then I don't think you should get a slap on the wrist. And I don't think that um, mm-hmm. you just vilify, vilify only the black dudes and then you don't really do much with everybody else. Like, get them all. If you're going to get them, get them all. Well, I, I... I say that all the time. Get one, get them all. Um, you have, and, and here's the thing, I'm not downplaying it. I'm not saying it didn't. Uh, a lot of this, and I'm going somewhere with this, is he said, she said, hearsay. However, you have a man on tape admitting that he grabbed women by the private and no one came after him. Openly admitting. And that goes through the Laughing about it. Laughing about it. Yeah, like, laughing, like, I'm laughing about it. I can do whatever I want. Right, I can do what I want, and I can't. And and this is, and he's literally telling you that this is what I do. And 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 what happens? You make you make him president. Like how how did that happen? But yet, you know, you go after Cosby. Now listen, not every man who's found guilty is guilty, and not every man who's found innocent is innocent. But it's just the pitchforks and torches and all this stuff is like. Like Nicole said, if you want to get one, get them all. Get everyone. Go after everyone. Everyone that you know about, turn like you know, turn over every stone. Get them all, whether they said it or not, or you know stories, then go after all of them. Felicia Rashad um, text this week, um, you know, her happiness and like, oh, justice finally served, he's out, whatever. And everybody went against her. Everyone jumped on her. Howard University, where she's going to be the dean of fine arts, came after her. And it was upset that she said this and so forth and so on. Um, It's two sides to that. I see both sides. One, she has that right. That's her friend. And she feels that way. She feels that way. She might know things that we don't know. Remember, we're spoon-fed these stories, you know, she may know the details. She may know everything. She may, whatever. But she has that right, and she feels that way about supporting her friend for years and, and whatever. Then don't go after her. Because just because she's not on board with how you guys feel, should not attack her and bully her into whatever, which they end up bullying her in an apology. Now, on the flip side of that, with her, you got to be careful. You, have, you are on a, uh, on a platform in life where when you send out something, Publicly, or you say verbally, or through social media, they're going to come and get you. You think this just this is how it is. You're a celebrity of a stature, and you send something out like that on a huge platform. They're going to come after you. They just they're just going to come after you. You know, feel you know what I mean. And I hate to say this, feel what you feel and and whatever. But you got to be mindful. Like this open season, 
when you send a comment out there like that on social media, they're gonna come. They're gonna say something. Um, especially something that a lot of people. But I'm I'm just gonna say that that's literally what uh, kind of going on just across the board with a lot of different people. It's cancel culture time right right now, where like Mm -hmm. looking for a reason to quote unquote cancel somebody if they don't agree with their stance. Now there are some people mm. like for example I wanted it Kara um gosh what's her name? Um she was on um the Disney show The Mandalorian and she got fired. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who she is but I'm just blanking on her name. Um the right. thing is her her views and she's allowed to have her views and I feel like even if you don't agree with somebody's views or you feel like they're dumb or they're prejudiced or whatever I would rather Gina Carano Gina Carano Kara was the name of her character (laughs) that's why I was like I know that's not her real name Um, but my thing is you're allowed to feel how you feel and I would rather people say whatever they need to say even if it offends you, because that way you know exactly where they stand rather than mm-hmm. trying to tamp people down. Now, I feel like it's kind of like maybe like a three strikes and you're out. And I don't mean three strikes and you cancel them, but more like I'm going to let you make it. You're going to say whatever you need to say three times. If you say something that's real kind of crazy, I'm going to be like, Mer? but you keep saying something and I'm like, oh, okay, you feel like everybody um, that that um, conservative people are being treated like Jews during the Holocaust. That's a really big statement. That's a huge statement. And I don't think that's a correct statement, but that's a huge statement. And my thing is, like, if that's how she feels, that's how she feels. But the other side of that is that you work for a company, you sign contracts, and in those contracts they say, look, if we feel something – is against whatever we currently stand for, which is kind of hypocrisy if you really know the history of Disney, but mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that there. Um, but if you sign a contract like, uh, you know, whether you read it or not, there are stipulations. And if they feel like the company is going to get a lot of heat or they feel like you said something that's against the company culture or whatever that may be, they do have the right to fire mm-hmm. you. So people who want to get up in arms about it, it is what it is. But the thing is, I feel like if you have those views, I think you should at least get a few opportunities to express them. And that way people can use Mm -hmm. their dollars or their eyeballs or whatever to choose whether or not to rock with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's let's be out there. You know, it's like, you know, I mean, our last president was voted in mostly because he didn't have a filter and he just said whatever the heck he wanted to say. And it was what a lot of people in the country uh, felt like. And we saw over the mm. years that more people felt comfortable coming out of the woodwork again and espousing their feelings. So it's just like, I mean, it's like I would rather these people tell them themselves. So if you're a judge or like that police chief who pinned that racist note on his um, officer's raincoat or anybody else, like right. expose yourself and you'll get taken care right. of accordingly. <laughs> But not because yeah. we disagree with what you're saying, but because there are laws and rules. 
And if you are in a position or whatever, then there are consequences. And that might be losing your job. That might be opening every case that you have presided over for the last 40 years because you have shown yourself to be virulently racist. So that's how mm-hmm. I kind of feel like about opinions about that. So I'm sorry to cut you off. I just, I just wanted to say that it's like, I think people should be allowed to say what they want to say. Cause sometimes censorship goes a little too far to, to me personally. And yeah. I feel like they just, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. At the end of the day, um, listen, get, if, you should not judge or take away people's jobs or, you know, reprimand them in public because they feel a certain way. That's their personal opinion. If it's not affecting their job or what they're doing or whatever, then look, let it go. You like Howard wrote, I'm going to say this real quick before we go to our first break. Howard wrote an open letter stating how they felt when she tweeted. She has that right. She didn't do anything wrong. She tweeted her excitement. And you like, she has that right. You, you don't have to agree with it. But whatever. She had, it had nothing to do with the job, had nothing to do with her, I mean, to do with the job or whatever. It's just tweeting her excitement, but yet they took it personal. You, you're getting two things crossed. That's two. Professional is professional. Had nothing to say. Nothing about Howard University, she just tweeted her excitement. Now she got to apologize. A forced apology, I might add. So everyone, you know, uh, who's in their feelings can feel somewhat better. And I think that's messed up. You know what I mean? That's just messed up. That's stupid. Super. You feel what you feel. We all we all don't have to agree with it. We just don't. That's it. You know what I mean? But that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. You, but, you, I just want to say really quick. You can feel what you feel, but I think in certain professions, feeling what you feel, and then you have to look into see if the behavior also follows. And that's what I mean, mm-hmm. like in law enforcement, in you know, like the legal system and things like that. If you are an undercover, hardcore racist, and on your weekends, you are a part of neo-Nazis. That has bearing on how you rule and what you do. So I think those Mm -hmm. types of jobs where you really have people's lives in your hands and their future in your hands, I think that's on a different level. But her expressing her joy that her longtime friend is free is not that doesn't mean that she's going to go and assault somebody. That doesn't mean that she's going to go and do anything else that is going to affect anyone's day-to-day life. Those, those are mm-hmm. apples and oranges. Those are apples and grenades. You know what I mean, they're not the same. Yeah. But yeah. certain professions, I do think you need to look at their behavior. That's true. That is true. Uh, we're going to jump into some music. We'll come back. we got some more stuff to get into. Stick around. Uh, NYPA Entertainment Radio. Yes, I do. Okay. Ah. 
Welcome back to NYP Entertainment Radio, Kyle, in my special guest co-host, Nicole, joining me today. New monthly music playlist. It's a lot of stuff we're going to get into, and I know Nicole has something she'd like to discuss. I do. I have what I'd like to call a supersonic segue, and you'll see how they all fit together. Are you It's only a two-hour show. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, uh, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Anyway, let me get into it. <laughs> so we found out yesterday that HBO is not renewing Lovecraft Country for season two. For anybody mm-hmm. that watched it, you know, that show was incredible. I mean, there was, you know, everything has some points that you can dissect or have a couple issues with. But overall, I thought the show, um, Misha Green, um, you know, was a big part of it, you know, writing it, putting it together. Um, it was an amazing show. And the book is actually pretty good. And I, I feel like they um, they really did a good job of bringing the book to life. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I really don't know too many people who watched it and did not like it. It was just, mm-hmm. it was really awesome. Um, and she had said after um, the, the show had come out and was well-received, critically acclaimed, that they were going to do a season two, and the direction they were going seemed really awesome. Um, I, and I was, like, really intrigued. But for whatever reason, um, HBO decided not to renew it. And it's just kind of mm. crazy because HBO is known for – um, prestige shows and series, and they really do a good job of getting the eyes on the shows. You know, they they have some iconic shows, and and I feel like this would have been another great opportunity because this was one of the first all black, other than The Wire, which was an amazing show and ran for mm-hmm. several several seasons. But this was like set in like a time of change in America. And it was a mostly black mm-hmm. cast. It really just, I thought the, the writing was well done, you know, and I love the fact that they mixed in science fiction since, you know, that's like one of my true loves. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it just, it's just really um, sad. I mean, Matt Ruff, who wrote the book, um, Lovecraft Country, he did a great job. And Misha Green really brought it to life and all the actors did an amazing job. So it's just, it's kind of ridiculous that they decided to cancel it. I have my my suspicions of why, but um, what did what did you think about that? Did you know that they canceled it? They're not going to renew it. Yeah, I was I was surprised because I've heard a lot of great things about the show, and I thought originally originally they were going to. There was rumors um, saying that it was going to come back, so I was surprised because I'm like I thought they was going to renew it. It was a rating hit. Everyone liked it. I never had a chance to really sit down and, and look at it, but I heard a lot of great things about it, and I really thought they was going to bring it back. I really did. So I was a little surprised because, like I said, everyone it was it was a successful show, and yeah, and I really like I said I originally thought I read they were going to bring it back, so I was surprised. And disappointed yeah, I mean, because again, I knew people liked it. It it was really it was a really great show. One of the things I did like about it is that. It showed how, as black people, we're not a monolith. There's a whole bunch of different kinds of us. And I feel like for sci-fi horror, 
they actually responded the way that we respond in real situations. We're not doing that, mm-hmm. oh, I hear a strange noise and I, I see something flicker in the night. Let me go investigate. I'm running. I'm getting the hell out. <laughs> That's what they did in the show. I, just, I mm-hmm. loved it. It was no, let me trip and fall and lay there until somebody kills me. It's like, I'm going to fight to the death to with my teeth if I have to. I'm getting, I'm surviving and I'm getting out of here. Or I'm going to fight back and you're not going to beat me. Like, I'm going to survive this. And I just, I just love that because I, I feel like that's a message not only, uh, you know, just in general about life and how I feel people should approach life, but I thought it was a great mm-hmm. message coming out of the mouth, coming out of the bodies of black people. And like I said, many of them on the show, like you really should check it out, but many of them on the show were highly educated super intelligent, just different, endearing. Some were horrible. You know, it's just, it was mm-hmm. nice to just see all different types of people. And it wasn't like mm-hmm. this, we shall overcome, you know, all that dumb stuff. You know, like it wasn't mm-hmm. one of those kind of, to me it wasn't like a trauma porn. It There was trauma, mm-hmm. but it was for a purpose for the most part. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really enjoyed it. So, on to the next, you're going to see how it all fits together. I'm going to make it really quick, lighten the fast. So my next thing was I was thinking about science fiction, black science fiction writers in particular, and um, we would be remiss not to think of Octavia Butler. I don't know if you've read any of her books, but um, she passed in 2006, and uh, she was an amazing writer, just amazing. And actually her birthday passed not too long ago at the end of June, but Anybody who's interested in in her stuff or you might want to look into it, Parable of the Sower is a really uh, good series, like the Parable series. And Kindred is a really great um, novel. Um, She just really wrote just some very interesting stories. Like she just, they all went like a, a kind of a different direction. And I feel like, she was is kind of one of the godmothers of black science fiction. I mean, she's won all the major mm-hmm. awards. Like she's won Hugo and Nebula awards. Those are like the big, like the Oscars and the Emmys, you know, of um, science fiction. And she also had a, a MacArthur Fellowship. And I think she was like one of the first science fiction writers to ever receive it. Mm-hmm. It's even a bigger deal, you know, that she received something that normally doesn't even go to that genre. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Check out Octavia Butler. She's kind of the, she was like one of the forefronts of black science fiction, like modern science fiction, I would say from like the 70s onward, um, which this is my lightning fast segue, supersonic segue. This is the next thing. Everybody knows who Ta-Nehisi Coates is. If you don't, you should. If you do not know who he is, <laughs> he wrote, um, he's, written, he's a novelist. Um, he's a black creator. He also wrote for the Black Panther comic book, and mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. ending his run. It's, it's ending soon. I think the final issue is about to come out, or it just came out. Um, and so he's been writing all the Black Panther comic books for the last, like, six years. Um, mm. And, yeah, like, he's really awesome. And he's written some some novels, and he had a, an interview um, in Polygon, which was really interesting because it talks about, you know, like with everything that's been going on with other, um, you hear a lot of uh, 
content creators talking about uh, ownership and owning your IP and equity and getting paid and things like that. And it's all over the place. Well, he uh, brought that subject up about a lot of comic book writers. And um, it was really interesting because the Ed Brubaker, um, if you, if you don't know who he is, you do know, most people know who the winter soldier is Mm -hmm. like from Marvel. So this is how it's a supersonic segue. Everything is going to touch. So black Panther was a part of the Avengers. Well, you know, in the and in, in the Infinity War and in Game, if you don't read any comic books, Winter Soldier was Captain America's best friend, Bucky. So Edward Baker wrote wrote and created um, the Winter Soldier. The thing is, mm. he barely made any money. He said that in his interviews that he made more money doing a cameo in the Captain America Winter Soldier movie than he did for creating the Winter Soldier character. Wow! Wow! Yeah. From doing a cameo, he made more money than he did writing and creating this character that now has right. a show. And on top of that, wow. he was the he wasn't added into a lot of the input for the show. It was like, hey, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a show coming out with the character that you created and nothing. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of been the thing with a lot of comic book writers. They are being underpaid, if not paid at all. Um, and Ta-Nehisi Coates is a well-known writer on his own merit. Then he also moved into comic books. And now the reason why his name might be familiar, if you didn't know about him in the black Panther is that he is writing the black Superman movie. Oh, I heard about that. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I this heard is about that. Gonna yeah. together. I'm pulling in both DC and Marvel. So the black Superman, his name is still Kal-El. He's still from Jor-El, like the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But that original black Superman, which was written by Grant Morrison, was based off of Barack Obama. And the reason it was based off of him is that before he was president, Barack Obama made an offhanded statement that he was from Krypton, (laughs) that he was sent to Krypton, (laughs) came from Krypton and shipped. And basically, and his name was Cal and all the whole thing. So Grant Morrison was like, hmm, ended up writing the original black Superman comic book. And that guy's name is Calvin Ellis, the black Superman. He's right. also the president of the United States. And Brainiac oh. is his supercomputer that helped him cover his absences when he goes to rescue people. And then when, while he's doing his job as president. <laughs> right. That's that's cool. That's cool. Isn't it kind of cool? It's like it all kind of ties together. That yeah. It's interesting that Tony Coates is on both of those. And so the new Black Superman movie that's coming out, um, he's, you know, of course not giving any spoilers. And um, he said something where people were asking him, like, what's going on? What's going on? And he said, and I quote, he said, nothing I can say would be helpful here. Absolutely nothing. Nothing I can say would be anything to improve how this film is ultimately received. I got a big thing. I want people to have their own experience with the art, and I don't want to step on it. I don't want them to hear me. I don't want them to see me. As much as possible, I really don't want them to see me. I want them to see what we ultimately produce. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm not even being coy here. <laughs> He's like, we live in an area where people, because you have social media, can share so much. 
the instinct when you're creating is to let fans in on the process, to let them see where you're going, and I might do that after. That might be an aftermath thing I would do, but I do worry about doing injustice to the art, end quote. So he's, I, I actually agree with that. Like, I, I know that feeling of wanting to share, but sometimes you just kind of got to wait till it's done, you know, go to bed. Right. Right. But this right. is my last little 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 tidbit. So I don't know. I I have heard about this a long time ago. So I'm not sure why everybody's so shocked. But um, your favorite Spider Man and his mm-hmm. girlfriend MJ, for real in real life, are seeing each other, <laughs> which is Tom oh, Holland yeah. and Zendaya. Yeah. But the thing yeah, is, which I, I, I heard think... like a few a couple years ago that they were seeing each other. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I'm kind of confused why it was such a big deal, but they got caught kissing in the car, and it was, like, such a big deal. So people, I guess, who didn't realize that they were seeing each other were like, oh, my God, it's MJ and Peter Parker in real life. And so everyone is is flipping. And the way it's all tied together is because Marvel and DC, Ta-Nehisi Coates wrote for Black Panther. Black Panther was in the first movie that Spider-Man was able to cross over from Warner Brothers to mm-hmm. uh, Disney and so it's a big deal that that was their first interaction and that's how a super segue is connected and that is oh, it Ta-da. it's a two hour show Nicole two hour show okay I got two things that are connected I'm gonna be quick okay and it's about ownership movies and so forth before I get to that this is about Ice Cube and they all and there's two articles that kind of go, you know, hand to hand. So Ice Cube explains mm-hmm. why he turned down Tupac's role in Poetic Justice and Old Dog in Ministry Society, which I didn't know he was up for. I had no clue. Um, yeah. Ice Cube experienced plenty of success in the world of film, and he in his recent interview he revealed that he turned down a role that eventually went to Tupac. Um, Ice Cube revealed that he turned down the opportunity to portray. Larry Lucky Knight in 1993's Poetic Justice, directed by John Singleton. I didn't know that was his whole name. Um, I turned down the Tupac role in Poetic Justice, said Ice Cube, confirming he turned down the 1993 romantic drama starring Tupac and Janet Jackson. Director John Singleton hit me up. He was going to give me, he was going to give me pay too, unquote. For a while, Singleton didn't let Cube see the script, and when he was eventually, when he was eventually able to read it. He had one issue with it. He didn't want to change it, so I didn't want to do it, he said. The problem was me playing Tupac. I don't think I kicked my homeboy out of the car for a girl I just met when we got to Oakland. I didn't think that was cool. It kind of made the character a bit of a sucker to me. Uh, He admitted that he was tempted to do the film anyway because of Janet Jackson's involvement, but at the time, quote, he wanted to love the movies he was in. Uh, quote, I'm glad Tupac did it. I think he killed it. He continued before detailing another film he passed on. Quote, I was asked to come in and talk um, and talk about old dog, uh, about being old dog in Mr. Society, he said, but I didn't want to be typecast. Like Tupac and Poetic Justice, you think Lorenz Tate did a great job at bringing the character of Kevin Oldog Anderson to life. Um, that is, I didn't know he was up for that at all. And it would have been different if he did play in Justice or he did be in society, 
because now we can't imagine it because Tupac did such a great job as Lucky and Lorenz Tate did such a great job as Old Dog. It's hard mm-hmm. to see Cube in there. And I think the, the landscape of the music, the movie, both films, will be totally different. Not saying it wouldn't be good. I, it just would be different, period. Yeah. Um, and I like little stuff like that, you know, a little behind-the-scenes stuff. And, and as we all know, this takes me to my next thing. As we all know that Chris Cube went on to make his own films at the Friday franchise. So Friday franchise, Ice Cube, and Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers fight uh, over a new movie. They're having, like, he owned, he, they say, he says he owned it, Warner Brothers says something else. So Top Box Office Star once, uh, once writes to Friday franchise on Warner Brothers and is accusing the studio of excessive delays and poor treatment. Warner says the problem is Ice Cube. Spat between Star, Ice Cube, and Warner Media has escalated to a high-stakes blame game that threatens to permanently derail the movie last Friday, the latest film planned for the long-running comedy franchise. Over the past several years, the two sides have exchanged heated letters over the fate of a movie that has been in the works for nearly a decade and still isn't close to getting done. Uh, At issue, disagreements over creative direction, uh, accusations that neither side is engaging in a sincere matter and finger-pointing over who is causing the delays. Ice Cube, whose legal name is O.C. Jackson, has been on the industry's most lucrative, uh, one of the industry's most lucrative stars for more than two decades. Movie he has starred or co-starred in or produced have grossed more than $2 billion at the box office. Um Ice Cube, uh, who says for a long time in a lot of interviews, is that Warner Brothers pretty much, and, and you probably will like this also, is treating, is being the master as he's being the slave, so to speak. Um, for, year, for years now, Ice Cube has been trying to get, calm down, Nicole. For years now, Ice Cube has tried. <laughs> it's an inside joke. Is that uh, for years now, he's been trying his best to do the franchise, um, and he couldn't get to, right now. He, he is unable to get the film done, and it's messed up because John Singleton passed. Not John Singleton, John Wilson, excuse me, has passed, and he was a big part of that movie. So uh, they was trying to make him before he passed. Chris Tucker supposed to be back, and the whole nine. But since this struggle between him and Warner Brothers is happening, we lost John Witherspoon. Um, will it be the same without him, you know, as they go forward and hopefully try to make it? As time goes on, the longer it takes to make this film, the more people might not want to see it because it's like, you know, we have this discussion about sequels. Sometimes sequels yeah. got to be kind of like right behind each other, so to speak. It can't be five, six years, you gotta years, 20 years. You got to the iron is hot. Right. Right, and sometimes all you know, make it a first, a second, maybe a third is good, but if you're going to make a fourth one, it got to be right there. You can't have huge gaps because that means during that time you might not have the same writers, you might not have the same directors, you definitely might have the same actors because unfortunately they might pass on, you know, you know, and or may turn turn down the role, huh? Or you know, and to go with that turn down the road, because what I've noticed sometimes is 
that little known actor in the first or second movie might blow up. And then they've got their own franchise or something that they're doing. And that might have been a beloved, like, character actor. And it's like, gosh, I really wish they could have got fill in the blank for this role. And it's like, but now they're doing their own action movies, their own main things. And it's like, you, you wait too long. You know, it's right. I, that's, that's just a part of it. You know, or sometimes, like, you know, they left the game or whatever it is. Like, something, things change. And when you put that many years, like decades in between, it's like, come on now. You know, mm-hmm. with the original cast or what you're you're trying mm-hmm. to do, I don't I, I yeah, I don't particularly care for it when they, they take a long time. Oh, I wanted to bring this up since you were talking about um the roles that Ice Cube was talking about. I agree with you. I think Tupac was perfect for it. And again, mm-hmm. we've we've had so private conversations where it's like he was really becoming something. Not that he wasn't already mm-hmm. someone of note, but it's like with his acting and with his music, it just seemed like he was finally kind of turning a corner. And that's why it's so mm-hmm. sad. That's why it always happens. People are like, you know, like we're done with this last job. We're going to go to Disneyland. That means you're going to die. That You're going to die. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Or you're going to have, like, your legs chopped off and then the other person's going to die trying to save you or something. Like, whenever they make those kind of comments. So I just feel like he was really starting to go somewhere. And um, and in a funny way, I do feel like Yasin Bey, also known as Mostef, kind of was going on the same track until he just completely, like, went off into his own thing. Because you remember he was acting and yep. creating music and it just like he was like not everywhere where he was saturated but it was like wow this 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 guy's really doing some things and and he yeah. you know he had some range kind of stop and so it was you know it was sad to see that but you know people have to do what they have to do um That's but true. what I wanted to bring up is again with the science so you remember back to the future i think most people of a certain age you know if you're over at least 25 I <laughs> should remember right. back to the future and um, so the the thing is is that Eric Stoltz and I'm sure nobody under a certain age under 35 probably knows who Eric Stoltz is but Michael right. J. Fox the act, actor who was in Back to the Future was actually the second choice yep. and Eric Stoltz was cast as Marty McFly and right. it's just so yep. funny because um, I was reading an article about um, – I was reading an article in Vulture, actually, um, and it was about how everybody knew that Eric Stoltz was going to get fired <laughs> because they yeah. were like, he's a good-looking guy, he's a good-looking kid, up-and-coming actor, all the all the things. But they said that he was classically trained and was a dramatic actor, and he just didn't have enough right. – like, he basically – Funny it's immediate. It's funny uh, wasn't very good, and like, uh, we gotta get well, somebody actually, else. Right, but actually, but they, they, they for okay, Fox the whole time, but they went with Eric Stoltz because he was, I guess, a bigger name at the time, and it mm-hmm. ended up being that they firing him was helpful because they got, uh, they got you know, Michael J. Fox and it ended up being great and it's back to the future 
that we know and love. Well, well, what it was, it wasn't a bigger name. It was he could not get out of his family ties contract. And they wouldn't let oh, him do the movie. They originally wanted him. They really, really, really wanted Michael J. Fox between them two. And the creators, the first time around, would not give him wiggle room to do the movie. He was locked in. So they were like, all right, we'll go Eric Stokes. And then when they Eric Stokes wasn't that funny, they went back to him. They talked to the, the creators. And it was like, okay. By that time, the show took off. And it was like, all right, okay. All right, we get, we'll work something, whatever. So he did Family Ties in the daytime and Back to the Future at night. And needless to say, it kind of caught up with him um, because he was just, you, you shoot literally 24 hours. So you're doing a you know, sitcom, then you got to go to a movie. So, but yeah, that's how it ended up being. They, they wouldn't originally let him do it. And then they like, all right, mm. the show's becoming a hit. He was the star. And I was like, all right, we'll, we'll work something out. And they worked something in the schedule. And, and his off days from shooting the, the, the sitcom, he shot the film. Real quick, Most Def, make it full circle to the top of the show. First time I seen Most Def act was on the Cosby Mysteries. That's the first time I seen him. Yes. Ever. Yes. That's the first time. Yes. First time I seen him. I knew him first oh, as an actor. And when he started rapping, I was like, hey, that's a guy from the Cosby Mysteries. That's, how, that's how my introduction knew. No, same. That's my introduction. Same. Because I was like, oh, you oh, rap yeah? too? Yep. Oh, okay. And you're good? Yeah. Oh, okay. And the scene, the scene I seen him in was he was in, the, he was in the park with Cosby. He was working with him. And he got this. He said, yeah. He said, uh, yeah. I followed up with that guy. He said he's from Philadelphia. And Cosby said, what part? He said, uh, Northwest. He said, there is no Northwest. And, that, and I said it too when he said, I was like, there is no Northwest. And that's the first time I was like, and he's like, oh, well, he said one of these parts. And I laughed, and that's the first time I've seen him. But I just remember that part because he got the section wrong. And the guy laughed at Northwest Philly or something. Uh, but, yep, that's my introduction to Mason Bay. just west? So is it just north and just west? There's no Northwest? There's no Northwest. No, I there's know, but I'm saying, so there's north and there's a west. But there's no like y'all don't have like a southeast or any any. Can I you jump in as I'm explaining? I'm jumping it. You jumped in as I'm explaining. What? The mother We're all we're all we already we already passed we already passed the music break already. So let me explain. That's your fault. There's a west. That's your fault. A southwest, a northeast, a north Philly, a south Philly, and so forth. And then I you know yeah. So there, hush. So, so basically, what you're saying is y'all are ridiculous because you don't have a Northwest. So you got right, Southeast. So let's, all right, so we'll be right back here on NYP Entertainment Radio, and unfortunately, <laughs> Nicole might not be back with us. So we will end it right here. She might not be back for the second hour. You're losing the fight. You're losing it. In the second podcast, it may not happen either. Hmm. <laughs> Look what I put up with. All right. We're gonna play some music. We'll be right back. Uh, yeah. Break. Today seems kinda odd No barking from the dog, no small And my 
didn't dig out Finally got a call from a girl I wanna dig out Hooked it up for later as I hit the door Thinking will I live another 24 I gotta go cause I got me a drop top And if I hit the switch I can make the ass drop Had to stop at a red light Looking in my mirror not a jacker in sight And everything is alright I got a beat from Kim And she can fuck all night and I'm asking y'all, which part are y'all playing basketball? Get me on the court and I'm troubled. Last week, fucked around and got a triple-double. Freaking niggas every way like MJ. I can't believe today was a good day. Roll to the pad and hit the shower. They 
rewind my part, fool And bow down when I come to your town Bow down when I'm wet with rain Bow down Cause I ain't a hater like you Bow down to a nigga that's greater than you Ooh. I take ten steps and I draw Now who's dissing the mad-ass Inglewood edition I bust like a pimple, my mind is still mental The west side connects with me in South Central When the drag from the zigzag can't fuck with the Phillies Holding down the wild west like the kid they call Billy Once again, it's Mac 10, the gold crown holer Strong as a Coca-Cola with a chrome pistola Now who wanna fuck so I can bust when I cut? My look bring your fear with gear from the surplus since a teen, I chase the green, the crack scene team Low lows, cornices, and baguettes on my pieces So recognize these real cheese Chase the cheese, the west side connect Keep it rolling like gold D's Three willing and dealing, it's like the California style But in the meanwhile, in my town, you got to bow When you come to my town Bow down When I'm westward bound Bow down Cause I ain't a hater like you Bow down to a nigga that's greater than you Well it's that Chuck wearing uh, Still for the beanie yeah. The shadiest nigga when a clip Who wanna see me gas I slide my notes on Let my khaki bang West side connect gang Connect gang Bing bing bang Run away run away Go get your punk ass laid By this H Double O to the D to the S T A. Fuck hotter than I'm gang related Simple and plain Which means I can give a fuck About you niggas in this rap game Flashy niggas get stuck up Beat the fuck up When you come around Keep your chain tucked from this zero zero apostasy, yes shit Fuck a studio lyricist, I'm real with this Talk the talk, walk the walk Diss me your wax, I'm tryna saw your whole fucking head off Yeah, I'm platinum bound, so bitch shut up And nigga, wall, y'all can kiss my conference like show now When I come to your town When I'm left with bam Cause I ain't a hater like you Bow down to a nigga that's greater than you When you come to our town when we rest with Brown, bow down. Cause we ain't no haters like you. Bow down to some niggas that's greater than you. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Gangsters make the world go round. So you ain't got the clown. But if you live on the west side of your town, make them other fools bow down. West side connection. The world belongs to us. Bow down. Taking my 
my love for the streets. It's the beat. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters in them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the DR. The last time you heard from me, I lost some friends. Well, hell, me and Snoop, we dipping again. I kept my ears to the streets. Signed Eminem, Hayes, Triple Platinum, doing 50 a week. Still, I stay close to the heat. And even when I was close to the feet, I rose to my feet. My life's like a soundtrack, I rode to the beat. Street rap like Cali weed, I smoke till I sleep. Wake up in the AM, compose a beat. I bring the fire till you're soaking in your seat. It's not a fluke, it's been tried, I'm the truth. Since turn out the lights from the world-class wrecking crew. I'm still at it, after mathematics. In the home and drive-bys and agmatics. Swap me, sticky green and bad traffic. I dip through, then I give you the deal. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the deal. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the D-R-E. It ain't nothing but Mohawk shit. Another classic CD for y'all to vibe with. Whether you're cooling on the corner with your fly bitch, yeah. lay back in the shack, play this track. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting the counters and the mullows, girl. I'll break your neck, damn near put your face in your lap. Niggas try to be the king, but the ace is back. So if you ain't up on things, Dr. Dre be the name, still running the game, still got it wrapped like a mummy. Still ain't trippin', love to see young blacks get money Spend time out the hood, take their moms out the hood Hit my boys off a job, no more living hard Barbecues every day, driving fancy cars Still gon' get my bill I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them counters and them mullows, girl Still, taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets It's the I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them counters and them mullows, girl are crowing. Nicole is here. And she's st- I'm stuck with her for the next hour. Yeah. 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 You are stuck with me for life. I don't know why you keep playing like this. 
But you know what? In his if book, you want to break up in his book, Seth Rogen and tear our family apart, you can, let, let's tear the family apart then. Fine. Like, you are no longer my brother. I am no longer your sister. I'm no missile. So, it's fine. Goodbye. Uh huh. Hmm. All right. Good. No. Good. And I and I apologize for that <laughs> now that she's gone. And his <laughs> in his book, Seth Rogen recounts an anti-Semitic. with my time. Anti-Semitic rant Eddie Griffin Eddie Griffin allegedly gave him gave while on a, a elevator ride. Um, in Rogen's book yearbook, he wrote that Griffin went on an anti-Semitic tirade. Uh, Seth Rogen is Seth Rogen's book is filled with all kinds of celebrity encounters uh, he had over the years, uh, ranging from meeting with Tom Cruise, where Scientology came up to when Scientology came up to run into George Lucas, uh, when the Star Wars creator was convinced the world was about to end. But one of the more troubling stories was a chance encounter he said he had with stand-up comic Eddie Griffin in the Las Vegas in a Las Vegas elevator. In yearbook details, he was with his friend Jonah Hill when the two ended up in an elevator with Griffin. The comedian said he was happy to run into them because he, he just had seen them in Superbad in, in 07, um, which Rogan helped co-wrote. Now, quote, I've been trying to make a movie, this is Eddie Griffin, I was trying to make a movie for a while, but no one will make it. But they made yours. And you know why, Griffin asked? No, why, responded Rogan. Because I'm black and you're Jewish, mother effers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you mean by that, Rogan asked after an awkward laugh. Quote, I mean, you Jewish mother effers run Hollywood and you only make movies with other Jewish mother effers. Before Rogan released a book, he hinted about this meeting in 2014 in a 2014 tweet in which he wrote a fun Hollywood story. One time Eddie Griffin screamed an anti-Semitic rant at me while in the elevator in Las Vegas. Rogan said he then realized Griffin wasn't kidding. Isn't a joke, he wrote in his book. This dude just is just going on some anti-Semitic tirade. Uh, sorry, I, sorry, I, quote, sorry, I guess, Hill said to Griffin. Rogan recounted, don't be sorry, Griffin said. Tell your Jews to let other people make some movies. Griffin declined to comment for the story. Uh, outside of a center where Griffin is known for movies like O One. 2001 Double Take and 2002's Undercover Brother. Uh, Rogan's yearbook is an autobiograph, uh, autobiograph told through a series of humorous stories. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know what to I say. I have some things to say, but I'm going to put my beret, my black glove down. Uh. I'm just gonna just say mm-hmm, okay, but yeah, I this, is right up, this is right up your alley. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nah, 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 nah. You got yeah, people thinking that I'm this rabid, over the top, militant, you know, crazy person. And well, you are. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that yeah, I, I feel like uh, I have a libel suit against you for saying terrible things that are untrue. Anyway, I feel like we missed the opportunity. We just had a song about smoking weed, and we didn't talk about Shikari Richardson. 
and her being uh, banned for 30 days from the Olympics, which she just misses the race that everybody is wanting to see and could potentially hurt her pocketbook because she won't be in that 100-meter race. But mm-hmm. she will will be able to participate in the relay, in the 400-meter relay. Okay. There's, there's something here. What are you going to say? No, I'm just saying for her to be banned for marijuana, for finding that in her system. Mm-hmm. So I have two things. I have two sides to this. If you know that you are an elite athlete and you are going to international, national competitions, and you know that they're going to test you, it's not the time to partake. However, mm-hmm. her mother, her biological mother did pass, and from the stress mm-hmm. of that, she decided to go ahead and poke in between two of the races. The thing mm-hmm. is, the state that she imbibed in, it's legal. So it wasn't mm-hmm. that she was breaking any laws. And for um, athletic, uh, you know, for athletic type of competitions, I have never heard in the history of all the people I know that have smoked weed, eaten weed, ingested weed, taken it in some kind of way, that it ever makes, excuse my language, a motherfucker thing. For her to run that fast and still have, you know, potentially stuff in her system, but of course it was days before or whatever. Um, I, I just, I just don't think it's enough that they should be uh, stripping her of her win. And the woman that came in fourth is now going to be eligible to run this race. She ain't going to smoke. She's not going to smoke. Um, what's it? Shelly Ann Foster. Like everybody was waiting for this because their their uh, times were so close. It's like it was like first ten point I think eight ten point eight two, and then Shakari got ten point six three, and then Shelly Ann Frazier got ten point six one. So it's like their times are literally tenths of a like of a second off. So that would have been a great showdown and. I really hope that they reverse that and just let her do this, but I have a feeling that they're not going to. And it's a shame. The other thing is, too, this is where my black glove comes on, because, you know, the Olympic Olympic Association has also banned swimming caps that are made for people, especially black women, who have a lot of hair, whether they're locked, a lot of hair, like big hair. And the swim caps don't don't look any different. They just have a little bit more room in the back. But the Olympic uh, committee decided to not allow those swim caps because they said that it's unnecessary and that for the average head that much that much space isn't needed. And so they feel like it's a distraction, even though it's a swim cap and it's behind you and it's not making anybody any faster. It's just literally covering hair that is big like a lot of ours is so and then they've also banned or disqualified for um what is it not marathon the um the triathletes they've they banned four of them because they said that they felt like they were too masculine 
even though these are women, mm-hmm. but they said that they were, they were, um, they, they basically they were crossing the line of not being basically woman enough, basically. But mm-hmm. this is where the hypocrisy goes. I'm just going to say, this is the last thing. This is where the hypocrisy goes. So there is a trans woman, white trans woman powerlifter. This person, before they made the transition, was a man who participated in powerlifting. And they did not do very well. They were never Mm -hmm. a medalist or, like, high up on the list. They decided to transition. I'm not saying that they transitioned to win, but they decided to transition. And now they have been allowed to participate in the Olympics as a trans woman on the women's team. Since they have transitioned, they have been winning in the women's competition. Again, white trans woman participant, and it's no problem. Before natural born black women have been disqualified because they feel like they are not feminine enough to participate as a woman. I'm just saying. <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> and there's nothing against trans. Like don't get me wrong. This isn't a this isn't a shout out against trans people at all. But my thing is, if you are, if you have not, if you have already gone through puberty and you have lived 30-something years of your life or however long as a man before you transition, your muscles and everything's developed. You've fully gone through puberty. You have been living in this body that has natural upper body strength compared to the average woman. So even though you are going through the trans process and taking the hormones and you know, doing whatever you have to do to do your transition however you feel you need to, you still have that extra muscle that you had before you made the transition. So right now there is a woman who is competing at the Olympic level or as uh, the LGBTQ community wants you to say, cisgendered, there is a – a woman who now got bumped off of the opportunity to go to the Olympics because they are making space for this trans woman to do the, to to participate, and I'm just saying I don't I don't think it's fair, especially if you're going to remove four women from participating in the Olympics because you feel like they're not feminine enough. Like how? I mean, what is your opinion on that? Like, like, am I just like crazy out here? I know uh, I, I hit you with a few well, different, well, but I'm just saying. Yeah, you. Yeah, it's a lot to, it's a lot to unpack. I don't know where to start. Uh, okay, Shakari with the weed thing. Okay. Uh, quite frankly, she should have known better. She's she's an athlete. She should no. I understand death of the mother, and I get that. At the same time, I don't think they it, it's to go two ways. She should have known better. She should have waited afterwards. Try to. Yeah. They're very strict. Yeah. You know, there's only. The, I, uh, 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 you had your time. I'll make this quick. I haven't said anything. I said yeah. Yeah, no. I, no since you you want to jump back with the fist and the beret. Oh. I think she should have. No. I. I, <laughs> I anyway. Jeez Louise. 
They ain't breaking that glass Let's anymore. I think on on that end, I think she should have waited till after it was done because she 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 knows the rules. You know the rules. You know they do the testing in the whole night. Um, and on the flip side of that, I don't think they should have suspended her for for that. I think a lot of people are doing a lot worse and, and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Maybe find her or something, but I don't know. It, it, both either way, it, it's bad. It, it's just bad. Um, it's messed up. Um, the other, swimming was the next one. So what, what, what was the other one? Swimming was the next one. What about the swimming caps that they won't? They banned them for the for the uh, uh, Olympics. Yeah, I think that that's messed up. Also, um, I'm not surprised. Quite frankly, um, there, there's always always some type of rule, not in Olympic wise, but just in general. Sometimes in sports or whatever. Where it it's it's kind of indirectly and directly targeted to um, African American athletes, and mm-hmm. they always come up with some bogus reason or whatever. So I'm not surprised by that. It, it's messed up. Um, I think what they should do some of these athletes uh, between Olympics is come together, get a you know get a petition, get something, and confront these type of decisions. And put a hold the mirror up to the committee and tell them what they're doing. And what was the last one? The last the one was about the trans, trans uh, the trans woman who has been allowed to participate in the powerlifting competition, but then there are four black women, like track and field athletes, that were banned because they the Olympics felt like they were not feminine enough. Because uh, there's about to be a blackout for this whole Olympics, like for the U.S. I, you know, I, I think I, I'm not. I, I'm not. All right, all right, all right, all right. Fozzy, Fozzy, Fozzy. Put it back in. Talking, I had stopped talking. Uh, no, no, you weren't. You, you, it's about to be a blackout. I seen the fish rise up. The beret was back on, and you was about to come. Through the speaker, let's black out, fight the power. Look, look, Negro. Yeah, get get on with your thoughts. <laughs> now get, get on, on with, with your okay. please. Anyway, you know, you know, we do like topics back and forth. You don't do anyway. So, I think that's messed up. I believe, like I said, again, something like this should be brought up to the committee uh, between Olympics. All this should be tallied up. A paper trail, and all the athletes, African American or even ones that are similar alike with the type of hairstyle or whatever, should get, get unionized, so to speak, and bring this to the committee and threaten next go around. We're not doing nothing. If you don't meet this, if you don't change these rules or whatever, we're not going to participate. And we're just going to keep it moving and kind of boycott. Like the blackout, boycott, whatever. I think that's what they need to do. All these situations need to be once once the thing is said and done. But I said between Olympics, bring it to the, the to the committee. And if they don't want to, then, then strike. Like, well, well, we boycott. We're not going to do nothing. Do you do you make these changes like that? But the thing you know? is, is that falls into the game because if we're not there, then other people can win. <laughs> right, and they're not, not going to like that. That's so. 
Yeah, they well, they did that with Simone Biles, too, because they were like, well, your routines are too difficult. So they changed the grading system for gymnastics routines because they're like, your routines are too difficult. And people who aren't as good as you might attempt some of the, the things that you do, and they might hurt themselves. So we're going to downgrade <laughs> your excellence level so that the other people don't feel so bad who can't do the same tumbles and uh, gymnastics that you can do. What is happening in this world? <laughs> like, why are we stepping down to mediocrity? I don't care what the race or the background is of the people, but if there's somebody who has, who is at a high level, let them be at their high level. That just means you got to come harder next time. Don't dumb it down or water it down so that everybody can get a trophy and feel good about themselves. That just means you're not working hard enough. I mean, that's how I feel. Like, it doesn't make sense. But I'm just, it's just, it's just interesting to me that all of a sudden these particular things are coming up when we have an Olympics that has an overwhelming number of black athletes who are blowing people out of the water. And now all of a sudden it's such a problem in almost every area. It's like, really, people? Really? Now you got a problem? Okay. That was it. Rant over. I was just curious what you thought. <sighs> okay, that's in the segue. Power to the people. <laughs> you were waiting for it. <laughs> All power to the people. I feel like a lot. Not even. Thank you, militant Texan. Okay, anyway, moving on how to segue out of out of that long drawn out political power to the people segment. Uh yeah, I will start with this. Uh Jizza Goldface and Raekwon will visit their classics their classics on the three chamber tour. Routine Clan Stars are celebrating their retros, uh, respective classics with a co headlining tour. Uh according to the press release, the trio of Wu Tang Clan members will embark on an amply titled, aptly titled Three Chambers Tour later this year. The 25-date sprint will commence on October 1st in Minneapolis, hitting Chicago, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Detroit, and plenty of stages in between before closing out the tour in Indianapolis on December 18th. Each rapper will perform material from a specific project in their res- respective catalog. This is set to revisit songs from Liquid Swords, Ghostface Killout will tap into Iron Man, and Raekwon will perform tracks from Only Built for Cuban Link, presumably with some assistance from Pretty Tony, Tony Starks, uh, not that Tony Starks, Nicole. Um, as we start to approach, quote, as we start to approach a back to normal environment, which is overdue, I am overly excited about seeing my fans again. Raekwon says in the release, the Three Chambers tour will be something I recommend nobody misses. This shit will be bananas. You raise it into the woo again, the chef adds. Um, yeah, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to have to check this out. This sounds like a great show. I might just pay just so this I can get like say Troy. Because they just always over-pronounce certain words. Say that again. Say I'm that again. What is it? 
<laughs> it's sword. You know, they always do sword. When my when I take my balls to sword, you know, all that. It's just too much. It, but it's funny. I love Wu Tang, but they're funny. I I, t- I I I laugh because when I first listened to them, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. But as a more mature person, I'm just like, did nobody talk to you about addiction? I, I mean, I know. I'm uh, just saying. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Two things I have a problem with. One, more mature person, that's number one. We will get we will clear that up. And number two, why are you worried about people diction and grammar and they pronounce words wrong? Let them do that. Let us do that collectively. You always gotta correct somebody. Miss more mature. Right. Right. Ain't nothing nothing mature about you. I have some but, statements to say, but I don't want to gross you out, so I'm going to just leave it. I'm going to let you have it this time and to let people see how much it. of a bully you are. You're a bully. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you my mom. Then, Say are we done? This is are we done? For you to tell on her. The Notorious B.I.G. and Jam Master J's daughter opened New York-style pizzeria in L.A. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. and Jam Master J are two of hip-hop's most celebrated legends. Although they are no longer with us in the physical form, their legacies firmly live on. On uh, on Saturday, June 12th, Biggie's daughter, uh, Tiana Wallace, and Jam Master J's daughter, Tyra uh, Myricks, held the grand opening of their New York-style pizzeria in Los Angeles dubbed Juicy Pizza, an obvious nod to Biggie's 1994 classic Juicy. The restaurant was born out of necessity. Tyra Myrick, uh, who relocated to Los Angeles from New York, realized the city was lacking in what she considered quality pizza. So she took, so she took matters in her own hands and, and recruited Wallace for the journey. Quote, I realized that LA, that LA does, doesn't have good New York style pizza, she wrote back in February So on Instagram. So instead of going on an endless hunt for some I decided to make some. Tiana Wallace was roughly four uh, was roughly four years old in 1997 when Biggie was gunned down in Los Angeles. But Myricks was 10 when Jam Master J lost his life to gun violence inside his Queens Recording Studios in 02. As of last year, Myricks was the head designer of Drake's OVO clothing line, and Wallace had her own Brooklyn clothing boutique. Although Wallace doesn't remember her famous father, she said in a 2017 interview that that's the best thing about my mom and stepmom, uh, Faith Evans, and all my dad's friends, they're all in my life, so I hear stories all the time. I do get an idea of who he was. I know that he was a funny person. He was jokey. I don't ever feel like someone can come up to me and be like, I don't really know my dad. I don't know. I really don't know who my dad was. No, I get it. He was just a big bundle of joy, and everyone loved him, and everyone, and, and everyone loved being around him. Juicy Pizza is located at 615 North La Brea Avenue in the Fairfax, Hollywood area and will operate solely during dinner hours. The menu is built around cheese and pepperoni pizza, but includes additional Big Apple offerings such as oxtails, beef, and broccoli, jerk chicken, and chopped cheese egg rolls. You are a chef, Nicole. What do you think about this? Um, As far as, like... As somebody who's New York is my second home, just like you, whenever mm-hmm. I go there, I do 
lose my mind that I like eat as much as I can because there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of stuff that's made just in that, you know, geographical area that you don't really quite get elsewhere. So I totally understand mm-hmm. why she would want that because, you know, on the other side of the country, you know, you just want a slice of pizza sometimes. But some of the other mm-hmm. stuff on the menu, that was never my thing because that's just a little, it just was never my thing. I'm going to leave it at that. But I get the whole point, And if that makes her feel closer in some ways to her father and her, you know, New York heritage and at the same time it's a business venture and it lets other people enjoy some New York food so people can see how it's done I mean I'm all for it you know like like I said some of that stuff is not I I never really bought some of that stuff because you know I'm kind of sadity but (laughs) and just in case everybody just in case anybody wants to get offended I I am a former chef and I used to work in like high-end Michelin star restaurants so I literally come by it honestly but I will I will tear down a, a New York slice in a heartbeat. I mean, boy, howdy. Um, and that's the only place in the world that I'll actually eat from a cart because I don't think it's very sanitary and that's nothing about cart people, but I'm just saying. But I will eat it eat uh, from there. Okay, okay, get to it. Jeez, Lowe. We, we just lost half our audience on that one. Sorry, those who uh, make a living on carts and food trucks. I just said that this no offense, that that's the one area that I will eat from. Like I will go to even though you said it's in the sanitary, right? No, just Did in you? general, I don't. Did think you really? I don't eat anywhere. I don't eat anywhere. I don't like anybody's stuff. You know how I am. But I'm just saying that's the one place I'm. Yeah, definitely do. But I had a shut up and don't you bring up again, again. <laughs> Another inside. Again. Thing. Anyway, um. Um, no, but what I was saying is that I think it's, like I said in the beginning, I answered the question first and I elaborated. I think it's a cool idea. I mean, I, I, I get it. And, and sometimes you got to do what you got to do to feel closer to um, either where you're from, to a family member, a loved one that's gone. And, you know, I've been there. Like within my family, my grandmother was, you know, such a pillar of, you know, strength and a great example in a lot of ways. And as a result, a lot of my family members, including myself, have done things in her memory. And one of those is opening up a restaurant that's in her name. And um, it's really great food. And it just kind of just reminds me of family get togethers and things like that. So whatever you got to do to feel closer or to do whatever, what brings you peace, and it also can make you money and do the thing, I, I say go for it. I say go for it. I think it's a great idea. You know, yeah, but and also, just the people alone. About, yeah, yeah. I think it's not really about the fathers. Also, it's just about it's smart because L.A. is not very known for pizza and so forth, and that's a good open market. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Because I, I, I've heard that um, the guy, a couple, is a guy, a couple of guys were from here in Philly went out there for cheap to make you know money for cheese sticks. They're making a killing. In San Diego, in the in San Diego, which is a smart thing to do because it's wide open and it's far few in between, and um, you know California, San Diego in particular, you know is a lot more a little more health conscious out there, so to speak. Yep. So sometimes mm-hmm. you want to chow down on some grease and something, and, and you, you need those spots, and uh, and you can make a killing with that, you know. Uh, but kudos to them, just smart on their part for doing that, and then. Uh, 
Hopefully it remains open. It's good, the best. People, I mean, it's good to see people with the entrepreneurship in them and mm-hmm. and run their own business and be boss ladies and, and stuff like that. And yeah. hopefully, yeah, wish you a lot of luck with success and, and, and the whole nine. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what. I think it's All a good right. idea. I think it's a good idea. Yes, I think it's a good idea. Why do you keep cutting me off like I'm like saying a whole paragraph? I'm like, literally saying one thing. You are being so I mean know to me. What you said? Who being mean? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And in the, the best, yeah, and Emmy goes to for playing the victim. Woe is me. Goes in the hole. So when you hurt me, I'm just sit here and just let one silent tear fall out like Denzel Washington and Glory. Is that what's supposed to happen? Why you just flogging me you know with your what? words? Or just sit there and hold uh, on to the post? <laughs> that was a powerful thing. I'm just, I just—I still cry when I see it. I'm like, what? Uh, here we go. Yeah, because you about to go on another rant. There so, has been no rant. None. You know what? talking about these uh, You got people thinking weird you, things here, and I have not done it. You haven't? I haven't. I have not ranted. You have not ranted? I have not ranted. Can y'all, um, play some go- anybody who's listening, I, I play- can y'all leave a comment I- and just say if you feel like I'm ranting? Because I feel like he's trying to bully me. And, I, you know, this is like, you know, I'm going uh, to definitely leave a comment. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about you because you're biased. Oh. I'm saying every, anyone else who's listening, I feel like y'all should comment whether or not he's being a bully. And I feel like he's being a bully, you know? I mean, just shy of telling me to shut up, Nicole, shut up. That's like, he's just, he's real close to it. He's real close to it. Mm-hmm. That's not nice. That's not nice at all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play some gospel because I need to, what do you say, say, exercise the demon or whatever. Is that how you say it, Nicole? Because you're going to correct me. I, uh, I just correct you. You've been saying the words properly. Golly. I am anyway, not saying. What? What? Uh, Say it. Uh, Say it. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll be right back after this music break. <laughs> right. NYP Entertainment Radio. I dedicate this song to the session depression, and unemployment. This song is for you. Today's a new day.
much. Today's a new day. But tell me where are my blue skies? Where is that love, y'all? Where is the love and the joy that you promised me? Tell me it's Alright The truth is I almost gave up A power that I can't explain That Holy Ghost power, y'all Fell from heaven Like a shower now Now I know we've been hurt, y'all But still
what you do Too much And if you step against us Then you lose too much Ain't no stopping what we doing When the spirit is moving Don't be hating what I'm doing I'm the best of these users Everywhere I be They try to judge me They try to shake me They try to buzz me But they can't break me Cause I'm down with Christ Dog child a new nation And we still alright Well alright the show I needed that because you know had to get that out of me because someone someone was bringing it out of me I had to get I had to act I had to get the devil the devil the devil was bringing it out of me just putting it in me nope that was the devil I'm here to help Mm. you I'm here to pray the spirit God yeah so uh, as I say uh, we have (laughs) Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Uh, yeah, he's about to go on another rant to cut her off. Sometimes you get her going, and she just go, go, and we'll be here until Thursday. I literally um, say nothing. Really? You were? you like, yeah, I said, no. You would have got you a little twang. You would have started talking. And you'd have been, people got to get up tomorrow, so people got to work tomorrow. Um, maybe not. Maybe Tuesday. Uh, as I was saying, uh, I'm not even done with uh, just not all. I have a lot left on the playlist. I even have songs from June I barely played, so this is going to be a great month. And might carry over to August. There's a lot more songs I barely played. Um, so, like I said, with the playlist, it's a little bit of everything, different genres, past and present. We got to get a little bit of something, you know, for everyone. And um, keep that in mind. Like I said, Spotlight Playlist is coming in September. And for those who don't understand Spotlight Playlist, and I started back in February, is that I put a spotlight on either a genre, a city, genre music, a city, an artist, a writer, producer, music writer, producer, and we uh, 
played a hit for a month. What I'm going to start doing uh, after the this pilot playlist in September, I'm going to put a poll together and I'm going to put it up on social media, and you know you get to pick between four different genres, four different artists, and you vote. And I'll leave it in your hands to vote. And then whoever gets the most vote, I will play that artist, that city, that genre for the whole month. So that's coming soon. I will put everything in your hands and in your trust. And uh, whether I like it or not, it's up to you guys because I love you guys. We love you guys. And, you know, we'll play what you like. I don't know if Nicole will be around, but I will be. So. <laughs> Is it you're publicly admitting you're going to try to off me or something? What's going on? Where am I going to be? You know, you speak, you know, you say hurtful things like that. It's just like not How called for. Thing? You hurt. I might not be. Why would you say that? You just, Why would I harm you? Meaning you're not going to, might not be on this show or a set or a other show. You'll be alive. Why? I'm not harming you. I'm, I'm a Oh, okay. Person. I just wanted to clarify. I don't want to do that. Just, I mean, I'm not going to box you in the ring, you know what I mean? But, you know, yeah. Shoot, you, man. Don't, don't, man, don't, what? Don't test me. You ain't testing me. I want to handle you like you. a box. Everybody's scared of you, huh? Mm. <laughs> Try to be nice, you everybody. Be, you don't have to be scared to get whooped up. You don't got to be scared. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to throw that comment that bar so bad. Put that comment. So many comments in. If I got to pay people for comments, negative comments, I will about you. I will. Hmm. <laughs> <Wow>. Now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anywho. Wow. I didn't get to a lot of topics today. I want, you know, and I will I want to talk about the current verses and upcoming verses and and uh, former boxer Riddick Bowe and so forth, and Takashi Six Nine. I will touch base with them. I will follow up next week. Those will be the first three or four topics I will discuss next week. Um, so I didn't forget about that. I know I put it in the description, but I didn't forget about it. We got, you know, I had to call an audible. I brought in my sister from another mister. She helped out and so forth, and I appreciate her. She didn't have to, so she's helping out. And uh, yeah, had some fun today doing it. And like I said, what I missed this week, I will make up next week. You have my word to you guys who take the time to download the show. If you can't catch this live, please remember to subscribe and download and, and comment. Good comments for me, nasty comments for Nicole. And rate five stars. <laughs> and <laughs> make it very clear in your comments. Yes. So. Yeah. Good comments for me. Good comments for me and good comments for him. I am not petty. Do you see the pettiness? Oh, really? Do you see the pettiness? Oh my gosh. You see which one has the bigger heart and truly loves? It is I. I think you should just tell the truth about how you feel. And since I know that there'll be a lot of positive comments for me, you know, just give him some too so he can feel good because, you know. It's just I'm just trying to give give we're gonna love. Wrap up here. Uh, we're gonna wrap things up. The show's coming to an end. As you, you know, and um, again, oh, I now we got 
Yeah, we got to run. Yeah. I thank Nicole for filling in. We'll be doing our spinoff, hopefully, maybe soon. I don't, I don't know. Well, okay, Nicole, make it brief. Yep. Do your shout-outs. <laughs> well, I'd like to shout-out Mother Dear's Food Truck. It's in Dallas. You should go check it out. If you are in the Dallas, Texas area, you will not regret it. Very, very good food. Um, and also... But go ahead. You, okay. <laughs> Tell me this shout out something and I shout about you jump on me. I'm just saying it's family. I just told you about my grandmother. You know what? After this show we're gonna talk. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to shout out the month of July because one of the best people in the world was born in it. And that is me. Who? Um <laughs> You know you know what? I'm gonna fight you. You know what my birthday is. <laughs> Fight you. And I'm gonna tell your mom. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just trying to. You know what? I just, I, honestly speaking, I just wish everybody this this whole year and a half has been rough for some people. It's been okay for some people, and it's been life changing in a positive way for others. I just wish you all to be blessed, to be at peace, and to be abundant in whatever you decide to do. And I hope that in this time we you've grown. And um, and that you're able to find the silver lining if you have a bunch of gray clouds. And if there haven't been too many gray gray clouds, awesome. Keep going. Just remember, keep going. That's it. You said the Academy Award. I'm getting a countdown. The 90 seconds. You like, and I like to think, is that Academy Award? It's looking quick. She's Louise. Like this. Thank you, Nicole, who I love dearly. She's my big sister. Took the time out to help me. Thank you all out there for listening. Don't forget to download, subscribe to the show. Leave comments for me and some for her. And we'll see you soon. Be safe, everyone. And see you live here next week. NYP Entertainment Radio. Show's over. Bye-bye. Yo. I'm not a preacher. I just like making good music. Paranoid from the weed, Lord, can you help me please? Once more I drop to my knees, tell me, Lord, how could it be? Blind terrain I've never seen, tell me, Lord, why is it me? Is it cause I'm chasing dreams? Is it cause I'm chasing cream? Is it cause I'm close to each and every one of my enemies? Danger is my company, I swear I hate this industry. All women love the way I'm living, they know I'm unforgiving, heartless and deceiving. How am I still breathing? Scared of what I've seen, still scared of what I'm seeing. Uh. Making me pick and choose with win or lose Even one of one, my mind is left battered and bruised Choose These niggas fruity like a pebble I fly straight, I'm on my level Sell your soul, deal with the devil <laughs> I'ma stay smoking this weed, man Over.
trouble finding the absolute meaning of life. Will I become a success? Can I find me a wife? These questions seem to get harder as they passing me by, but I won't give in to the pressure floating on cloud number nine. I'm just drifting away. These dreams keep me fueled to progress. This weight that I hold on my chest from packing on all of the stress. Throughout the daily grind, I seek to find a peace of mind. No wasting time. I need to climb up to the top to make this mine. Cause I control my destiny as I'm destined to be much more than the stars. Can I line the journey is dark, but I'll find a source of light to help distinguish the goods and the evil. The benign and the lethal, the opaque and the see-through Won't let my demons conquer all that I built from within Present my past with my future ambitions through paper and pen It's more than words in the story that I relate to you My heart is stuck in a bond while searching for proof of certain truth As if a beast while the wind is blowing and grass is growing Ocean waters are flowing with these cups of liquor we pouring As the summers get hotter, winters get colder I say a soldier, my mindset for the future's never been bolder You need a shoulder to cry on, then you can lean on me We all go through trials and tribulations throughout the lives we lead The scars are they are reminders of battles that I've won Lessons I've learned and rules that I broke to teach to my future son Cause I'll be damned if he grows to be an illiterate, ignorant, and belligerent person who doesn't give a shit That's all the question for me as long as I'm still breathing Culture my morals of society as he begins teething But if I have a girl she'll be my diamond and my pearl Regardless of the cold-hearted nature amongst this cruel world I'm just looking to be enlightened in this day and age With knowledge and wisdom to help me through all the pleasure and pain The show is over. The show is over.